With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Gail Sylvia, and you're listening to Sylvia Global Media. You know, the advancement of the Asian American community um, at local community levels and at national levels is on the rise. The, in the role and the voice of the Asian American community is often um, not as not as loud and not as present in key conversations as it should be. It's quite my honor today to have joining me again here on Sylvia Global, one of the leaders in this area of work, um, particularly as it relates to the Asian American and Pacific Islander Faith Alliance and work that's being done at um, with our U.S. government associated with the faith-based movement. It's the guest today is Ms. Haypin M., President and Founder of the Korean Churches for Community Development here on Sylvia Global. We're so glad to have her here today to share with us information about a very significant historic event happening next week in Washington, D.C. Haypin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Gail. Um, I'm just honored to be invited, uh, and thank you for your partnership. Oh, we're glad to do what we can to um, bring, you know, to the forefront important messages that don't often get the kind of attention that they warrant. And we're hoping that Sylvia Global can have a media role in influencing the work that's associated with KCCD and especially um, you know, the the event, the 7th National Lighting the Community Summit in Washington, D.C. If you can talk to our audience about um, that 7th National Lighting the Community Summit and the significance of it, that would be very helpful. Sure. Um, you know, our organization has been in this space of really wanting to advance the Asian American communities. Um, participation, contribution, and influence. Uh, but particularly what is unfortunate is that uh, in the sphere of um, the government as well as just public sphere, the Asian American Christian voice is often missing, whether it's intentionally dismissed or there is a lack of engagement or connection from the Asian uh, Christian community. And so uh, in the last few years, we have sought uh, the White House for their uh, partnership in being able to bring uh, a delegation to Washington, D.C., and I'm happy to say that uh, actually next week, May 19th through the 21st, uh, we will, uh, with the invitation from the White House, have a convening of Asian Christian leaders from across the country uh, for a historic White House briefing. We're also wrapping our national summit 
uh, around it. And uh, we have some amazing lineup of speakers uh, as well as participants who in their own right could be a, a keynote speaker themselves. Is this new work for the AAPI community? Um, I know that African-American and Latino Christian churches and leaders have been engaged politically and served in a wide variety of capacities historically. Is this new um, in terms of the Asian community and the Asian church community? Well, you know, it is kind of interesting because depending on how you wrap it um, and it's packaged, it really, the answer, it depends. Um, but I think that this gathering is historic in that we're looking at the connection or the intersection between church and community. Um, and, you know, with President Obama and also with President Bush, uh, they have had some version of the faith-based initiative, recognizing that faith organizations, faith leaders have something valuable to contribute to this country and that government alone cannot do it uh, in you know, addressing all the issues and uh, concerns in this country. And so because of that, um, presidents, both presidents have had many one-on-one -on -one meetings with African-American pastors, as you say, with Latino pastors and, you know, white evangelical pastors. But I think kind of the, the visibility or the recognition of AAPI, Asian-American Pacific Islander Christian pastors or leaders, have yet to be still acknowledged. Um, I think that there have been certain issues uh, in which churches, Asian churches, um, have rallied, you know, around certain causes. I know that for Korean, Korean Americans here, um, when it was when South Korea was under the power of Japan, um, it was actually Korean American churches here who raised dollars selling kimchi <laughs> to be able to then fund and support patriots who eventually were successful in helping. South Korea to regain its independence. Um, so, and I could give you more recent examples of, again, that kind of activism, but I think they seem to only engage uh, when there are issues that they seem to connect directly as somehow it's biblical or not biblical. Otherwise, um, there is this kind of a sense that um, everything else is kind of secular. And we hope that through this convening um, that there will be greater awareness uh, and also a greater equipping that will happen. And so I actually three themes is advocacy, no, witness, advocacy, and partnership. And so just by going there, we are being a witness uh, in terms of that, what government is doing, but also the witness of what we are and who we are. And then finally, I would say with advocacy, uh, many of our community leaders are have not really been exposed to the power of speaking up and and in such, they don't know who to speak to and how to speak the necessary things. And so we hope that through this training, we'll be able to provide that equipping as well as then provide the connections and the platforms with the White House and other government leaders to be able to speak up on the strengths that we have as well as the challenges that our community faces. And then finally, really bottom line is about partnership. And I think partnership is something that's very important. Even God you know, it doesn't work alone. He has reached out um, to mankind or humankind uh, to partner with him in advancing, um, you know, and uh, God's kingdom. And so in the same way, I think that faith leaders, churches, 
especially also in the Asian community too, have something to offer um, to advance God's kingdom and to advance our country. And at the same time, I think our leaders also need to understand uh, and be aware that government, as well as corporate America and other entities, have also resources that they could bring to the table so that at the end of the day, through that partnership, there will be greater impact, greater people reach, greater people service, and ultimately that God will be honored. How will success of the the summit and the White House, White House briefing, how will that success be defined? You know, I in some ways, I feel like we've already um, achieved success. And what yeah. we mean by that is yeah. that, um, you know, our theme is shining our light to the U.S., um, to, to the nation's capital, uniting our voices, bringing our gifts. And I feel that... Um, very much in this whole planning process, we have really strengthened the connection uh, and the sense of unity just amongst ourselves. Uh, I've been able to meet some amazing people and Asian Christian leaders who have doing amazing work and also have amazing network. I use the word amazing a lot. (laughs) But in that way, I think our voices are being united, and I know that there are some issues that we will be addressing when we go to D.C., and I don't think that really has happened, again, in the public sphere. In addition to that, I think shining our light, we, I mean, so we, we, when I talk about the impressive list of speakers, I think even the government leaders who are being invited, they're shocked. (laughs) The kind of caliber and... uh Excuse me? I was going to ask you to give us an example of some of the government leaders that are coming that are shocked by the caliber of influencers, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that are that are being know, assembled. Sure. Well, I think that uh, first of all, usually at many of these gatherings, you know, you have one or two representatives from the White House, but we actually have quite a few who are coming from the White House office of uh, the Faith Based Neighborhood Partnership. And, uh, you know, amongst them, we have um, Joshua Dixon, who is the director for the Center for Faith Based Neighborhood Partnership for the U.S. Department of Commerce. Uh, we also have Carol Lambert from the U.S. Department of Treasury. Uh, we also have Paul Montero from the Corporation for National Community Service. Uh, we also have um, uh, Phil Tom, who is the Faith Based Director for the Department of Labor. Uh, we have also Brenda Gerton Mitchell uh, from the faith-based office for the U.S. Department of Education, David Myers <laughs> uh, from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. I mean, I could just go on and on. Um, and if you go to our website um, at aapifaithalliance.org, uh, you'll be able to see the list of speakers that are coming from government agencies alone. But I would say that many of our participants who are helping to moderate and lead the discussion, um, again, in their own right, are could be keynote speakers themselves at many of these other conferences. Mm-hmm. Can we um, just take a couple steps back into something that you said earlier? Um, talk about the, the role of, of culture as it relates to, uh, you know, how the faith-based Asian and Pacific Islander community um, may not have been engaged in the past, but culturally how there may be shifts taking place that are um, making the the community themselves responsible for 
putting themselves at the table where before culturally it may or may not have been as um, embraced or an easy thing to do? Hmm. Well, let's see. Hmm. I guess there's so many ways to respond to that question. Um, I'm just thinking that um, for many uh, Asian uh, American uh, individuals in their home country, there has been a lot of corruption. Um, not that there isn't corruption here in the United States, uh, but maybe it's a matter of degree. And so in that way, there has uh, been kind of wariness and reluctance, first of all, in being engaged in the public sphere um, in some ways. But in addition to that, um, I think just at a theological basis, uh, many times they equate uh, being involved in the public sphere as being not so Christian. And I think the last 13 years, uh, we as KCCD uh, have worked hard to help them to understand um, that there is a, a biblical mandate uh, to be uh, effective as Christians in the public sphere. And the example that I give that seems to resonate at least um, is the story of Esther. And in that story, um, there was a person named Haman who misrepresented the Hebrew people. And if there was no Esther in place, um, their lives uh, would have been just annihilated. But because Esther was in place and had the relationship and the trust with the king, she was able to call for a meeting and get it. And then through her advocacy, she was able to have the king basically change the law and change the policy. And overnight, uh, without a lot of bloodshed or money or effort, uh, the Hebrew people uh, went from victims to victors. And, you know, I believe whether we as just Christians or, or as Asian Americans, either one, I think we have a PR challenge. And in spite of all our good work and contribution to this country, again, whether we as Christians, and I don't mean just Asian Christians, I just mean just Christians, period, to the Asian American community, a lot of times there's a lot of misrepresentation or lack of any representation in the media and, and such that there is... Uh, misinformation about our communities. And so then the policy uh, often is unfriendly uh, and to our community and put uh, many members of our community at risk, whether it's on mental health, you know, human trafficking, business, immigration reform, and I could just go on. Um, and we really need the Esters. And I would say as Christians, as Asian Americans, as Asian American Christian leaders, we have a responsibility to be a voice for the voiceless and and the channel for creating policy change is in the public sphere. And I think that it's been very challenging. I think we still have a long ways to go, uh, but I feel like that our communities are starting to wake up. Um, and for the Korean community, I think 20 years ago, there was the Los Angeles riots, you know, where 50% of the a billion-dollar damage were incurred by Korean-American business owners, um, and because they didn't have the esters in place, 
when there was a lot of misrepresentation of our community, even though we should have been really treated as victims, we were oftentimes, and even today, you know, still perceived as being perpetrators. And so I think for each uh, members of the Christian uh, Asian community, uh, they have had their share of the misrepresentation and the consequences of it in not having an Esther in place or Nehemiah's in place. And so I think in that way the community is starting to wake up. And I think individuals like myself, you know, uh, who even though I'm a first generation, I'm kind of the second generation that grew up in the first generation and I'm kind of evolving, you know, coming into our own uh, kind of uh, right of um, being able to speak and articulate and know the American system. And so I think... Our time is coming where we can build those bridges and help build that capacity in our community so ultimately we could build those partnerships, uh, which I think uh, is so crucial uh, because, again, I think each community, each person person has something to give and and contribute, Um, and yet when those voices are overlooked uh, and not connected, I think we all miss out. The... Um, this is this event in D.C. is historic on multiple levels then because of the intersection of faith and community um, of the church community, the Christian church community, and public policy makers and having an opportunity to have a voice in influencing those policies. The representation that um, is coming is also historic because um, it's not a single group, but again, reflective of the KCCD mission of partnerships. It's it's multiple Asian American groups. You know, it's multiple Christian groups that are also supporting the the voice and the advoc- and are advocating for the the Asian American Pacific Island Christian community as well. And that type of partnership, those types of partnerships seem historic in their own right. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Um, Again, I think that the Asian American community period is also evolving. And I think in the past it was uh, mostly all first generation. And even to this day, I would say at a national level, over 60% are foreign born. And so, again, language itself uh, is a barrier. But I think the second generation or that 1.5 generation like myself, uh, we're coming into our own and we're connecting with one another. And we see that there is power in numbers and power in uh, unity and power in connecting with the greater community as well. And so uh, this is really an exciting time for our organization. I think we've been in this space of serving um, not just Korean community, um, but really I think we have been a voice for the Asian American community, but we are intentionally um, claiming this space. Um, and I think the kind of mobilization uh, around this White House briefing and invitation has been phenomenal. I, I feel tremendously blessed. I feel definitely, you know, God is uh, behind and leading <laughs> this whole initiative. And so uh, we are looking uh, to strengthen that AAPI Faith Alliance uh, initiative. And we have something that we're launching called the 1000 Initiative. And uh, we are inviting uh, ministries who want to support, uh, again, advancing the Asian American Christian voice in the public sphere, we ask you to sign up. Um, and you could go to our website, aapifaithalliance.org, and you know, sign up for the 1000 initiative uh, to, again, uh, allow uh, 
for really that unity that we need and that voice, and then ultimately then we can bring our gifts and share it uh, with the greater community. Can you share with our audience, hey, Pen, the some of the agenda highlights for next week? I know there's the, 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 there is a prayer breakfast and a prayer and worship time. There's also opportunity for the attendees to speak with their elected officials directly. Can you highlight some of the other key points on the agenda? Sure. Um, so... Actually, this is interesting when I said I achieved success. So actually, for our opening evening, uh, the Republican National Committee has reached out to us to host the uh, opening dinner. And I know different individuals who are Republicans, but to be officially uh, be reached out to, I think, again, is uh, a, a stepping stone or a... Uh, definitely a bench post in terms of our goal, again, of shining our light to the nation's capital. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we are having a series of plenary sessions, sessions and town halls, including our um, the state of AAPI community, uh, our strengths, our struggles, our role, and our influence. And I think for many of us, we are not all on the same page because there's just been so much misrepresentation of our community and the modern minority myth really again kills us but at the same time we have amazing strengths but we are we as a community don't articulate that so I believe that that session is very important the next morning as mentioned we are hosting our national Asian American uh, Pacific Islander prayer breakfast and we are highlighting uh, many of the key issues that we will be praying for including human trafficking immigration reform mental health of the next generation but in addition to that I think that there are two uh, eight Asian American Christians who have uh, been prisoned um, and have been treated unfairly uh, on an international level. And so there is Kenneth Bay, who is uh, imprisoned in North Korea, as well as Matthew and Grace Huang, uh, who is a couple that uh, adopted kids from uh, Africa. And unfortunately, because of past, um, I guess, inconsistent um, access to food, she had some uh, eating challenges, and ultimately she died when the parents had to rush her to the hospital. And the country as a whole, Qatar, doesn't understand how can an Asian family you know, adopt a kid from Africa. And uh, this family has been accused of um, organ uh, harvesting and human trafficking. And so they've been there over a year and a half, I believe. And so uh, those are you know, individuals that we definitely want to lift up uh, again, as the Asian American community, and also bring it to the White House uh, during the White House briefing uh, to advocate for them as well. Um, and then we're doing some, again, additional sessions, particularly to help address um, the, the theological, again, um, maybe barrier in terms of the Asian Christians uh, understanding the importance of engaging the public sphere and to learn from other communities who have already done it. And so um, we have uh, a speaker from the National Association of Evangelicals, the, also the National Latino Evangelical Coalition, World Relief, Jim Wallace from Sojourner Magazine, uh, and a number of others who are uh, coming to help us understand on mobilizing the faith community for civic engagement. We're also getting some legislative training, again, from um, individuals like Krista Kai, who's the executive director for the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus, uh, to then in afternoon sessions uh, on navigating government and corporate resources. 
Uh, and we, again, have this great lineup of speakers uh, who, whether they're from foundations, corporations, or government agencies, and how the faith community uh, and the nonprofit community could connect and engage and partner with them and really, again, leverage those resources and increase their impact. Um, we do have a fun exercise called Speed Networking. And instead of speed dating, <laughs> we'll be lining people up, and uh, one side will pretend to be funders, the other line, other side will pretend to be grant seekers, and uh, we'll be doing a series of eliminations, and ultimately um, they'll do it in front of a real funders who will ultimately decide, and the winner will get a check. Um, so um, we thought that would be a fun way to help them uh, in terms of speaking up, but also then being able to navigate, uh, exercise navigating the system as well. Um, the third day, uh, with the White House briefing uh, and the finishing town hall, uh, we are also going to, as mentioned, visit with members of Congress who will have a photo op at the U.S. Capitol, and we'll end the whole summit with an awards gala. And again, we have some amazing uh, individuals whom we are honoring, in addition to the congressional members who have made really an impact, whether it's Congressman Ed Royce, uh, Judy Chu, or my conda. Um, and with that, uh, we have some great entertainers and performers, and uh, we'll be able to praise God and uh, come home hopefully equipped uh, to do more uh, in our local communities. The website again is www.aapifaithalliance.org. That's aapifaithalliance.org. You can also learn more about our guest today, Haypin M, at kccd.org. Haypin, you know, in closing, um, Pastor Herman Martyr, he's the founding pastor of Nations Worship Center. Um, he made a, you know, he's been attributed with making a comment or a statement that says that the values that we represent are faith, strong family ties, good work ethics, and so much more, and that we can use these values to help influence our nation for success. It seems that what you've shared today is summarized in that statement as well and the mission of what will be accomplished next week in Washington, D.C. And we wish you tremendous success. And we do ask the Sylvia Global audience to be supportive of this effort. And again, congratulations, Hey Penn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Any closing comments from you? I think uh, Herman said it very well. <laughs> and again, I think that we all, each one of us, has something amazing to offer and contribute to this country. And when each voice uh, can rise, um, I think that we can all be better for it. And uh, I believe that we are moving to a new stage. Um, but I think that there has been many also attacks. And so I ask for prayer uh, in support of this effort. Let's pray now. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the freedom to live in a country where we can speak and call your name. May we not take for granted what this freedom represents and what tremendous love and grace we are able to not only experience, but to be able to share with others. I thank you for the spirit of the work 
of those that are representing the AAPI community and who are representing our government and how they're coming together to unite for a successful nation that's beneficial to all members of our society in order to shine a light and to be a bright light of love and hope and inspiration. I thank you so much, Lord, for Hey Pen M and the KCCD board and all of the many wonderful people who have been working just extremely diligently to bring this message and this service and this effort to um, into being. Protect them and guide them, and may you forever be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Take it care. It is Thanks well for... appreciated. <laughs> You've been listening to Sylvia Global Media. I've been your host, Gail Sylvia. You can learn more about Hey Pen M and the upcoming AAPI Faith Alliance at sylviaglobal.com. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.